You are listening to Beyond the Jargon, a jargon-free look at graduate students and their research journeys here at UVic. Welcome to Beyond the Jargon. I'm your host today, Liz MacArthur, and joining me in the studio is Kevin Virtue, who is doing uh, a master's in media design. Thank you for being here today, Kevin. Thank you for having me, Liz. <laughs> uh, let's start off. You're not doing your master's at UVic. No, we no, I'm not. We usually do interviews with people who are doing their master's at UVic, but this is kind of a, an interesting topic that you're studying, and you did your, finished your undergrad at UVic, that's yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, my undergrad was... Uh, my undergrad was in psychology at UVic, so mm-hmm. I finished that um, in April. So, yeah, been done for a little while now. Mm-hmm. What exactly are you studying? Maybe you can tell us. Like, is it a project-based or a research-based no, it's, master's? It's, um, well, it's like a course-based. So each month you're doing a different sort of like module, and it's all based on uh, kind of more like advertising kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little bit. It's not very technical. It's more like theoretical, which is. Uh, it's sort of interesting, but uh, mostly, like, right now I'm studying design research. So we're talking about um, how to, like, you know, draw from kind of, like, history and other things going on right now and then apply that to a cohesive design idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, and who, what school are you doing it through? It is through a school in the States called Full Sail. Um, oh, yeah. Full Sail. Yeah, Full Sail. And you're doing it online? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, okay. It's mostly theoretical. What, um... At the end of it, will you have done a project or will you write a thesis or anything like that? There is a thesis project and they've, they've started hinting at like that we're going to start working on that soon, but we haven't really been talking about it yet. Mm-hmm. I think that I think I'm in like my fifth month right now and it's 12 months. I think that the next month is where it starts to where that that gets underway. Mm-hmm. And do you so. know what you want to write your thesis on? No. All right. Okay. No, is there a range of topics that you can study? So far, it seems pretty open ended. I mean, because uh, I mean, my end goal is to to get into architecture. It's not to stay in in like media design or, or psychology or like that kind of field. So I've been doing a lot of projects themed around that mm-hmm. instead of you know just covering like advertising or mm-hmm. or uh, like industrial design or things like that. That's interesting. You're, do, you're looking. You're studying media studies now, and your degree is in psychology, and you want to get into architecture. How yeah. does that all lead you to that point? Um, sort of. It depends. There are a lot of there are a lot of schools, like architecture schools, that are pretty fussy about that kind of stuff, and they won't really. They're not really interested in kids that don't have an architecture background. Mm-hmm. A lot of them, um, they'll admit you, but there's like a sort of like priming year before um, the actual program where you have to take kind of the requisite like you know math and like mm. structural engineering kind of kind of courses mm-hmm. but uh yeah Interesting. so so why did you take this media studies course uh i needed like i just needed something to like to fill out my um my resume and kind of like more time to just sort of you know develop some skills that i didn't have that i, I wanted to have going forward into a master's program and uh i was looking for like I, I knew, I mean, I could have worked or I could go to school, and I felt like I could, you know, if I found a program that fit, um, then I, I should do that. And this was a twelve-month program that fit perfectly, and I could get into like they they do monthly like rolling admissions. So, mm. um, so yeah, like I found out about this, and then like three months later, I you know had graduated, and then one month after that, I started this program. Mm. Um, yeah, and then you know gives me like twelve months to to shore up my portfolio. 
and then go for a, another master's degree in architecture. So, wow. Yeah. Um, is it difficult doing it online? I mean, I guess that you did your classes like in person at yeah. UVic. It's, um, oh, I almost like it more to be honest. Cause yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I've taken up a lot of like volunteering stuff. Like I volunteer here at CFUV and, um, but yeah, no, it's really nice to have more of my own schedule and there aren't really lectures. Mm. Like there, there are like these meetings that they have, um, twice a week, but you know, they're kind of optional. If you can't make it, it's not like a big deal and you can sort of watch the video of them afterwards and get the gist of what, what's going on. So yeah, I don't know. It's really nice to have, you know, that kind of scheduling freedom, especially given what I'm doing, because it's allowed me to do so many other things that, mm-hmm. you know, fill out the resume a little bit more mm-hmm. and all that. So can you tell me a little bit about what you have been studying so far in the first four or five months um, and sort of like how, <clears throat> I guess, the the path of what you've been studying as well? Yeah. Um, oh, I'd have to think about that. I mean, yeah. So we're doing like a lot of design research stuff right now. We did some... Um, similar kind of it's been a few classes of that sort of thing um things like writing um effective like ad copy Mm -hmm. um there was a whole month on that and like we had a few a few of the classes in the very beginning were more focused on like um developing the kind of the skills in like photoshop and indesign and, and things like that that you know you would need going forward with this kind of thing uh, so just to make sure that that everyone has it and to see what level everyone is at with it, and um, yeah, uh, that'd be I think a fairly like accurate description of it all. Mm-hmm. Um, did it surprise you what you were working on, or did you essentially work on the the stuff you were expecting to work on? I kind of knew because I mean I, I looked at the the schedule for all the classes beforehand, um, but it did it did surprise me. It's not as technical as I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot more. It's a lot more about the ideas than the, ex- the actual like execution of those ideas, mm-hmm. which is good. I mean, you know, that's important to understand too. But uh, yeah, no, what kind of ideas are you talking about? Like around design and targeting advertising? Yeah, that kind of yeah, thing? that kind of stuff. Like, um, it's more. It's not so much about like the actual like making of like a design. It's more about the the rationale behind a design. Mm-hmm. Um, when I like when I think about like the process of making one, what I'm thinking about when I talk about like the actual execution is kind of the back end. It's sort of like the end point. Mm-hmm. But right now we're really focused on the beginning of like you know bringing in the research, kind of like how to get clients on board, how to like properly talk to them and like come up with contracts and then bill them and stuff like that has also been mm-hmm. a lot of like we touch on that kind of intermittently every month. Mm-hmm. And you're talking about like the ideas behind advertising campaigns yeah, and stuff? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That must be interesting coming from a psychology background. <laughs> no, everything's interesting coming from a psychology background. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> can you apply that to what you're doing now? It surprises me how many things I can actually apply that psychology background to. Because like when I, when I figured out that I wanted to, like when I realized that I wanted to go into architecture, it's like, oh, this psychology stuff is totally useless. Like I have to do two more years of this. And I was just like killing myself over that. But now like looking back on it and all the things that I studied, even the classes that I thought were like just too, too far into the whole psychology thing to be of any use to me now, I find myself thinking about like all the time and kind of applying it. Huh. Um, so yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, because you wouldn't necessarily think psychology no. and architecture. Uh, can you give me an example of some stuff that could apply? I mean, I think when it relates to architecture, it's more of a like it's more of a mindset almost. You know, psychology. Uh, 
is very about about subjective experience. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I always get subjective and objective confused, which is the one where it's like how you how you see it yourself. Subjective. Yeah, and then yeah. objective. Okay, yeah. Um, it's very about like subjective experience, whereas I don't think a lot of architects think about it that way. It's kind of about the you know objective kind of mm. idea of what their their structures or their you know that whole thing is. Whereas when you look at it from a psychology standpoint, you kind of apply the individual a little bit more mm-hmm. than you would if you weren't doing that. Um, I don't know. I find myself thinking about neuropsych a lot, which is I didn't do very well in that class and it was very difficult. But I I keep like flashing back to some of the things that I did learn about neuropsych. Huh? Like it's what? Like all the time. I, that's more that's more of an advertising thing. But like you think about like evolutionary psych as well, like how the brain developed and why people see things certain ways, and it gets a little like mm. a little abstract and kind of kind of ridiculous sometimes, but. Hmm. certainly interesting to think about and that can kind of sort of apply to how people see advertising campaigns or oh, react yeah. to things yeah, like that for sure yeah weird yeah i don't know a lot of advertising um they kind of go for like the low blows i think with a lot of that kind of stuff and they just try and, and sort of cheat you into getting involved with something or you know like purchasing obviously at the end it's, yeah it's all about like money and purchasing things but By a lot of advertising of- is also really you know if it's well made, it'll play on kind of like better things in you, and it can make you know can be a good thing too, hmm. which is not always a popular opinion, especially around here. Do you feel like you're dabbling in the black arts when it comes to <laughs> like using yeah. psychology to yeah. hook people in and stuff? Oh yeah, sometimes. But this is sort of funny too. I was watching this. There's a TED talk where this guy talks about how advertising is actually like a really good thing, and he's saying you know. Um, in the future, if we want to live in a world that's less materialistic, we can either have, um, like less, you know, stuff. We can all be poorer and live in like, like being destitute and just awful conditions, which obviously none of us want. Mm -hmm. Or we can live in a world where intrinsic value has more of a place in like our, our day-to-day lives. And intrinsic value is essentially what advertising is about. Mm -hmm. So, um, in that regard, Kind of. Because the other thing is, I'm listening to this ad man sell me on how advertising isn't, like, just pure evil. But he's an ad man. He could sell anything, right? That's yeah, the yeah. whole, like, the whole <laughs> trick. Yeah. That's a- I remember being in broadcast school and we had a guy come in who uh, wrote jingles and um, and a lot did a lot of advertising. And he had a psychology background. I've met a lot of people in my career who do that and just have a broadcasting background and know how to put uh, ads together or whatever. Mm-hmm. But this guy had a very specific like psychology degree. And I remember him talking at the front of the class and everybody was just like, whoa, like blown <laughs> away because his level of like the way he layered his ads and the way mm-hmm. he would um, <clears throat> compose like a specific jingle for these songs was totally intended to get stuck in people's brains and just like not let go. Yeah. See, now I'm thinking about the, the whole um, neuropsych thing again. Because, mm-hmm. oh man, I don't know. If you could really like, I feel like we don't have a very good understanding of neuropsych, but if we did, the kind of like creepy stuff we'd be able to do with that is just kind of like endless. <laughs> so maybe it's good that we're not Yeah, maybe it's a good thing that, that we don't really understand it. I don't know. <laughs> So why don't you want to go into advertising? Uh, well, the black arts thing kind of applies to that too. It is sort of, I mean, for every for every like good campaign you would do, you'd probably have to do like ten or twenty kind of just ones that were pure evil and that you just kind of rushed out the door because. You know. <laughs> um, the I have done some advertising and I've been really lucky to have really good clients um, mm-hmm. as well, but I also. 
you know, have heard stories and have kind of had some experiences that do sort of hint at, at what it would be like to just have like really bad clients. Mm. And yeah, I can, I, I don't see myself dealing with that very well. I think there's a little bit more leeway in architecture, mm-hmm. although like you do still have to deal with clients. It's, you know, you have a skill set that is actually recognized as being like a, you know, respectable. Whereas in advertising, if you sit around all day trying to come up with an idea and then you try and build them for that, like, well, what were you doing? What were you working on? Like, well, I was trying to come up with the idea. Like, so you weren't doing anything then. I'll pay you for your time, like physically putting it together. It's like, well, that was like two hours. That's not, that's not enough for me to, you know, get by. Hmm. I got to say though, like I'm playing devil's advocate here, but I feel like for every great uh, building that you might design as an architect, you're probably doing a lot of condos as well. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But I, I mean, I don't dislike condos, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think the development is necessarily the the bad thing that it's kind of... It, I mean, again, it's the same thing, right? Though There are good condos and bad condos. It's, you know... Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, though I feel that the trend is kind of... It's getting better, I think. We're building better cities now than we were, mm-hmm. say, like 50 years ago. What draws you to architecture? That's a really weird question. Um I, I know that, like, when I was a little kid, um, I was almost in, like, a bunch of car accidents because my dad, every time we were driving past, like, a bridge or a new building, he'd be, like, staring out the window through the sky roof, like, looking, like, oh, look at this, they're about to finish this building, and then we'd, like, swerve into the other lane and someone would talk, like, oh, jeez. Um, <laughs> was your dad an architect? No, or? my dad, my dad's an accountant, but he said that if he wasn't an accountant, he would have probably gotten into architecture. Mm. But when I, like, also around the same time... Um, the house that I lived in was the house, like across the street, there was like a cow farm. Mm. And as I like, you know, was growing up, they developed that whole area in the suburbs, like as far as you can see. Mm. But there always used to be construction going on outside. My parents tell me that I used to just sit outside the window and just watch them put these houses up like all day and just be like mystified by it. Mm -hmm. Um, Which is sort of the story that I I like to tell myself. It's like, oh, I've always been an architect at heart. Right. But uh, (laughs) I don't know. Uh, yeah, well, you know, that uh, it is an interesting thing, I think, especially for kids to see yeah. that kind of stuff yeah, happening. Yeah, yeah. When we used to, like at night when all the construction workers had like gone home, we used to like go into the, all the sites and just like break into the, the construction sites and go check them out. Like they were building some schools and stuff and we would just be like wandering around in there, just like looking around and hmm. doing that. That was like one of my favorite things to do as a little kid. So Break into construction sites? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put that I've on the resume? I've always been a like deviant little weirdo. <laughs> but... uh Hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, there's that. Um, but like more recently, yeah, I don't know. I think like three, four years ago now, I was uh, kind of like I was getting the psych degree, knew it wasn't really for me and kind of looking around for other things. And I've always been really interested in architecture. I was actually on StumbleUpon and I was just looking at architecture and looking at the buildings and all that. And then I was like, oh, wait a minute. Like, this is a thing that people do. I could do this. And then, all right, this is great. And then mm-hmm. I started like studying it and getting more into it. And now it's, you know, mm-hmm. pretty solidified. I don't really see myself doing anything else. Hmm. This isn't an interesting interview because usually I talk to people who are immersed in the the research that, you know, yeah, I guess yeah. what would be the next step for you, essentially. But you're sort of in this sort of stepping stone master's program that will lead you to your next. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. What you're obviously most passionate about. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know where you want to apply to go to school? I, well, I just toured UBC and a lot of the, the teachers there really impressed me. They're really interested in um, a lot of the like newer things in architecture that are kind of not really being utilized to their fullest potential right now but that are kind of like coming up Mm -hmm. like um like 3d printed buildings and and crazy stuff like that 
Um, so, yeah, I, I haven't toured any of the other schools that I'm going to apply at, but, mm-hmm. you know, UBC is an obvious choice. I'd like to stay out, out around here, and mm-hmm. obviously Vancouver's a incredible city so um what made you come out you're not actually from victoria so what made no. you come out to uvic to study psychology uh mostly the weather i didn't want to stay in calgary mm-hmm. wanted to put like a mountain range in between me and my family that oh. was uh <laughs> no i you know uvic was the only school i applied to um yeah it was you know i felt like i could not to sound like too arrogant or anything but i could have gotten in quite a few places but i didn't really want to go to ontario didn't mm-hmm. really want to go to UBC at the time. And, you know, Vic had a kind of a reputation as being sort of a laid-back school. So I thought, all right, yeah, I'll go there, mm-hmm. just relax for a few years, which was what I did. And then it took me five years to get my degree. So. <laughs> what? Um, why did you study psychology? Oh, man, when I was in high school, what I wanted to do was be um, like a criminal profiler. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Were like you watching the, a lot of TV at the time? Dexter, yeah. It was right. uh, yeah. Yeah, like that kind of stuff. But uh, no, that I, that was not actually something that I wanted to do. It was like one of those things that I, like my parents were like, oh, Kevin, well, what do you want to do? And I'd be like watching TV and I'm like, oh yeah, I, I'll do that. Like, you know, <laughs> that's me right there. Four years, I'm on it. Like, And then they would they would stop asking. So. Right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's a pretty broad degree, kind of figured. Mm-hmm. If, I, if I wanted to do something else, there was always that option. Mm-hmm. Back to what you're doing right now. Um, talking about the sort of advertising media studies. Are you looking at other uh, types of media studies besides advertising? Not so much, not mm-hmm. yet. And actually, we've mostly been focusing on like um, print and like web advertising. We haven't really done a lot of like uh, video or mm-hmm. anything like that. Not yet, anyway. Hmm. Um, but yeah, no, we haven't really been looking at a lot of other forms of, of media. Yeah. Not yet, anyway. Do you think you will? I think that in a lot of ways the the opportunity is already there to do that, but they do sort of recommend that you stay to the kind of the one side of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I mean, this this month uh, I'm putting a pretty serious focus on, on architecture on my projects, and they don't seem to have a problem with that yet. So, I mean, hmm. the opportunity is, is kind of already there. It's it's more self-directed. Yeah. How do you put a focus on architecture in these projects that you're doing? Can you explain maybe one of your projects? Yeah, so this uh, last week what we did was um, we each, there was like a, a big Google document with all these like big famous uh, movements in art and design. So there was like, you know, um, like Art Nouveau or uh, deconstructivism, postmodernism, a bunch of things like that. And I chose postmodernism and then you had to do just a quick write up about it, uh, explaining like what it was, what was going on at the time, like what brought it about. And also, you know, who were some of the major figures, what were some of the major works. And then, uh, after that we had to make like, um, like an infographic kind of timeline of the, of the movement, um, explaining, you know, again, yeah, the same kind of thing, but in infographic form and, talk about like the lives of some of the the famous people and when the the famous works were built and why they were built and all that Mm. so you're Um, looking at architects in that context yeah and that's yeah and a lot of people just did like advertising and and were fairly you know open-ended about it talking about like typography and and that sort of thing but i just solely did uh architecture so you did postmodern architecture yeah oh who did you focus on 
Who did oh, you talk man, about? I, well, because I, I also talked about um, a few other like movements, um, but postmodernism. Who did I talk about? Philip Johnson, I think, mm-hmm. with that uh, with the Sony building, the one that kind of looks like that big uh, like armoire. Oh, where is it? I don't know. That's in building. New York, I think. It must hmm. be. Yeah. Huh. But uh, yeah, postmodernism in architecture is such a really why actually postmodernism in general is kind of a broad blanket term. It's sort of hard to talk about in that regard because you're actually talking about like so many different things that don't really have a unifying theme except for the time that they were all happening and right. that they were all kind of like after modernism. But when you think about the difference between like architecture or typography or advertising, that all comes at a different time and meant different things to like each individual group. Mm-hmm. So it was sort of, it was, it was easier to focus on the one thing that I already knew so mm-hmm. much about. But, uh, yeah. yeah, so the architecture is not necessarily linked to the other things that were happening at the time that might be blanketed under that move, the postmodern I, movement. Yeah, I don't know. I think it, it kind of is, but when I was doing the research, it was, uh, I mean, I only had a week to do this, so it, it felt a little bit, um, the connection wasn't like, it, I could sort of see it, but not in any way that I felt comfortable like writing about or, or you know, mm-hmm. coming up with any like solid conclusions about. So yeah, yeah I stuck to it. To what I know. Yeah. What um what are some of the defining characteristics of like postmodern architecture? Oh man, I hope I'm not wrong. <laughs> but no, but uh modernism was really like when you look at like the Bauhaus and all of that, it's really um clean and they got rid of all the ornaments and used a lot of glass and a lot of like metal. Um and then you have like the international style, uh with people like Mies van der Rohe, and that's like all these glass kind of like cube skyscrapers that we have that were so popular back in the day. Mm-hmm. That would be modernism. And then postmodernism was like, well, this is actually really limiting. And there's not really a whole lot you can do with this. I mean, we can't keep building glass cubes because it's already kind of boring with the number that we have. We shouldn't keep doing this. So they started adding like the ornaments and the kind of like references to past architecture and stuff back in the buildings. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like what kind of references would they add? Like um, like columns, Grecian columns and things like that? <laughs> no. Well, sort of. There would be columns that kind of looked like that, but were like still distinctly modern. They wouldn't have... You know, it wouldn't be it wouldn't necessarily be obvious, but the references would still be there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was Robert Venturi made a house for his family where there is no actual fireplace in the house, but it looks like it has a chimney so that, you know, when you look at it like, oh, this is a house. It has a chimney. It looks like a house. Hmm. It's kind of um, but like you go inside and it looks, you know. It's really, like, abstract. It has, like, a staircase that goes nowhere and, like, things like that. <laughs> Why but, uh, build a staircase that goes nowhere? You'd have to ask him. Right. Okay. I, I look at that kind of stuff and I'm like, oh, I just don't, it doesn't, doesn't really click for me. But hmm. I get the fireplace thing, kind of. Right. Yeah. What, um, what is your favorite building in Victoria? Oh, probably the atrium. Oh, yeah. That's a pretty nice building. Yeah. yeah. Why do you like it? Just uh, the... I've actually, I've met the developer, um, Robert, Robert Jahl, mm-hmm. Jahls. Yeah. Um, yeah, we got to tour it and it's just, it's a really well thought out building and it, he really put a lot of, um, like him and, and everyone that was involved in that were really focused on, on making a good building, like a quality kind of building. And it definitely, it shows. Mm-hmm. And that says a lot. Um, but yeah, no, it's just the, the environment, like obviously the, the space when you walk in is just that huge kind of like open mm-hmm. central kind of like courtyard. There are like trees growing inside. There's, you know, that kind of uh, like the wooden structure on the roof. Mm-hmm. It's just a, yeah, it's a really nice, it's, it's pretty simple, but you know, there's something to be said for that too. It's huh. a very like functional building for sure. Yeah, that's true. What uh, is your least favorite building in Victoria? Uh, probably Cornet. 
the, the site <laughs> building. Oh, yeah. Want to talk about more like staircases that go nowhere and, and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Yeah, I've heard that. It is... Um, <laughs> It was built to mimic the human brain. Yeah, I've heard that as well. Yeah. Do you think um, after studying the brain for four years? I, I would say I understand the two of them at about the same level. So, yeah. <laughs> the building and the brain. Yeah, the brain. building and the brain. Mm. Just both mystify me. <laughs> it's not, I don't know, it's not that bad. Once yeah. you, But, like, it happened to me every now and then. Like, I had been going to that building for four years, and I would leave one lecture hall to go to another one that was on the other side of the building, and I would walk out, and I would just, like, get totally turned around and have no idea where I was in relation to, like, the lecture hall I just left and the one that I had to go to. And like, Do I go left? Do I go right? Like, should I maybe just, like, go in and go up the stairs and kind of try and go around? Or, yeah. You know, I don't know. Yeah, it's a confusing building. Yeah, it's not great. <laughs> All right, so you'll finish your current master's that you're working on in mm-hmm. the summer? Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, in June, I think. Yeah. yeah, and then you plan to immediately try and get into uh, architecture school? I'm actually, yeah, I'm, I'm putting in my applications and stuff for that right now, and then I would start in September, so. Wow, and then how yeah. long will that take you? Oh, man, four or five years. Oh. Um, Depending on where I go, I think if I go to UBC, then it's four. But there, and then I no, actually, I think if I go like if there's a, there are a few that are only three, so somewhere between three and five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you so much for doing the interview today. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Beyond the Jargon. If you want to listen again, go to our website cfuv.uvic.ca and click on the Listen tab.